315. I looked in the mirror a long time. Yeah. Tears I cried, nightmares and dreams collide. Fighting demons and angels, they told me pick my side. When I died, all I wanted to was live my life. But now I'm living all see a death before my eyes. I was taught never fear man, but we are God. So everybody you catch body, that man that died. Beautiful struggles, hurt the most innocent lives. But we was born to fight the evils that created the crimes. What is law is what you make it, no judge decide. They didn't have to sell crack to their mama just to prevent. They didn't have to see their brother shot on many events. So they could never understand what we do to survive. You ask why, like you can tell me the answer to this. Like there's a manuscript on raising a kid. Nah, it takes a hood to say the hood, cause we neighbors in this. And I'ma bet my last dollar, cause my life is a risk. I'm saying. Have you ever loved somebody like man in the mirror? Yeah. You can never be nobody, but. Welcome to another episode of the Happy Hour Show. I'm your boy, Mr. Overtime, along with my cousins. Mikey Slacks. Try to eat. Today's show, we got a classic. We got my man, Jamal Tim Millie in the building. True love, what's happening? Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for having me. I mean, the real players. Yes, sir. Get that love again, and you know we always got to start it off with that classic happy hour toast. That's that classic joint right here. They trying to do me. They trying to get me in shut up mode. Hello? I'm so glad that we can get you. I know you got a busy schedule. I mean, for the whole crew, man. Blessings. Thank you. Appreciate Please. it. Brother. Drotty's sure. birthday. Give a big birthday. Hey. Shout out to the Drotty. Hey. Big, big birthday. birthday. Shout out to the San Francisco decked out. Born and raised San Francisco, man. You know, Sunnydale Projects. I mean, you know, I start there first. Hell yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, a lot of bay. You know, love everything about it. And, uh, you know, I'm always here to, you know, rock and support and anything that, you know, I could do uh, when it comes sure. down to, you know, Frisco, you know, Oakland, San Jose, Richmond, and everything else around. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ooh. We see that Bay H looking so beautiful in the background. Oh, man, y'all see that Bay H? <laughs> yeah, no, the yeah, Bay Come on, H. man. We're going to get, we gonna, we gonna get heavily into that because I don't really think people really know the power that's behind this juggernaut that you brought to the Bay Area first and foremost, right here at home. Uh, can we give a little love to the club? It's always popping if everybody want to go through every weekend, you know, let them know what's up. Yeah, so um, I own a club, obviously, but uh, I closed it down, right? So maybe y'all just hearing this, I don't know. But yeah, I closed it down to open up a, a brand new club. Uh, we're going to call it Club Ape, based off the Bay Apes. Oh, shit, for sure. uh, so it'll be a, a custom club, membership only. You know, of course, some people from the public could come, know what I mean? But in order to come, you got to go through the Bay Apes. Yeah. All Bay Apes, all Bay Apes. But let's just revert just a little bit back. Okay. San Francisco native, Sunnydale, United player. Shout out to Big Root. Yeah. Shout out Big Root. <laughs> take the hood to say the hood, man. I'm a firm believer of that. I only bring so. it up because as 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 a as a young teen growing up out here, you uh, had your first go around with Rudy, right? Yeah, yeah. My first go around with, with Rudy, uh, I wasn't even going to Balboa yet. My older brother was one of the first members at United Players uh, starting at Balboa. Uh, and I used to go up there, just kind of like run around with my brother a little bit and tag along. Uh, but what Rudy did for me uh, growing up, 
uh, he made positivity look good in front of negativity. Mm -hmm. And yeah. that rubbed off yeah. on me. And he was uh, my first ever true mentor. Uh, and it's something that always stuck with me. And it was something that I, uh, I engraved in myself to uh, to be able to have those attributes that Rudy 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 have, and you know it's something that he stands on. Ain't know how to talk sweat, talk yeah. spit, talk shit, and swallow spit. He don't care if he's black, white, or peppermint exactly. stripes. He the gorilla Pino. And by the way, we got a movie you know called Soma: The Life of the Gorilla Pino hey. coming real soon. Hey, we gotta give a toast to Big Rudy. Over four decades out here holding down for the youth in the city, man. Yeah, twenty six years, man. You know how to play us. So, growing up, positivity in there. A lot of trouble happens. Yeah. We get to our point. We come to 10 Millie. Yeah. So, um, well, ultimately got to 10 Millie. You know, I, I was, you know, young nigga in the hood, uh, doing everything under the sun. But it was always about, you know, trying to find identity. And finding an identity, you know, you need to get a bag. You know, you look at what you see on TV and what other people have, and you want that shit too. Uh, so, Thanks. you know, that was the first thing I kind of led with, you know, how do I, how do I get to the bag? Um, and of course, when you don't have the knowledge of how to get to it legally, um, you know, you end up taking up the entrepreneurship of, you know, the, the hood, you know, illegal, uh, criminal the activity, the hustler, hustle. you know, uh, and that's what, you know, that's what I did. And I developed the name Million. Everybody was calling mm -hmm. me Million because it was like, you're a Million type nigga, you gonna get there. <laughs> and I embodied that, you know, and that was what I led on. Um, you know, in between it all, a lot of street shit, a lot of beefs, you know, going on and stuff like that. I try to always, you know, uh, um, do what I can, obviously, to you know keep my uh, keep my name good and stay active within you know the sh you know the street shit and stuff like that. But with a with a conscious mind and going at it, cause I had a future that I believed that uh, I, I could reach if I did it you know the right way. Um, and I always had that on my mind. Um, going through all of that shit. Took me to Hawaii. I lived in Hawaii. I lived in New York, you know, doing a whole lot of uh, things that, you know, I ain't going to typically speak on, <laughs> yeah. you know, but, you know, everybody know when it comes down to it. And I was able to keep a, a good rep about myself, you know, within all this, you know, funk shit and stuff like that. But now also, you know, a gangster was always told to, you know, don't talk about the crimes that you do. You exactly. know what I mean? Keep it peaceful to yourself and be remorseful of the uh, of the negativity that you did. And I always, you know, I always believed in that. So I never had that super dangerous name, you know, and shit. I got my last name, True Love, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's always hard being a, uh, having that last name, you know, in the hood. Everybody felt like, you know, <laughs> you you were soft or something. Yeah. So I had to grow them hands real quick. <laughs> you know? But all, all that led, ultimately, I, uh, I always wanted to get, you know, in, into film. I always wanted to get into music. Music was the tangible. So I got into that uh, in the midst of, you know, all the street shit and hustling and stuff like that. Uh, landed on a show called I Love New York. I think that's one of the funniest things. Like yeah. people totally forgot. Like yeah, you know, they never trip. even people. Yeah. I, I thought so this shit was funny. Them, like what popped off that night, man? When it just turned into. Well, first, how did you even home, land you know? on the oh, show? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, so landed on the show. So I used to watch the show, and like the first season, that was funny as hell to me, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and I used to always say all the things I do. So once they um, they had announced that 
that they were taking like basically auditions, auditions. right oh, for the show and all you got to do is submit these videos submit and so forth and so on so that's what I did and you got to get voted on this was my real introduction to computers mm, you know yeah. at this point and I'm what like 21 freshly 21 years old uh, so uh, I didn't have no computer so I'm, I'm convincing everybody to go find a computer and vote for me yeah. uh, I'm going to the library to vote for myself yeah, I'm yeah. creating profiles so I can have numerous yeah. votes and you know <laughs> shit like that and, and it was my introduction to MySpace as well you know and yeah. shout out to Tom shout for out real. to shout Tom. Out to Tom you know people forgot about Tom yeah, for real. Real. Yeah, they really all did Tom kicking it sitting off well somewhere right <laughs> exactly you know? but yeah so um Doing, doing, you know, the, 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 the music and on top of, you know, me having this good, positive character compelled a lot of people to support me and do these things to ultimately get me on the show. So I had a, the whole city, you know, believing that I was on the show before yeah. I was even selected. You know, I, I wanted to get on the show more so to be able to put a name and a face together for, for my music. Uh, so I landed on the show, you know, and it was dope as shit. It was uh, my first introduction to, to Hollywood, to the cameras. And I was able to break down and see kind of like how it worked and so forth. Uh, but that was a short lived, you know, venture after, you know, two days being on the show. I got kicked off, um, you know, from what y'all see on the show, <laughs> you know, heavily ain't, edited, ain't, ain't the heavily edited. You know, I was the most players nigga on the show. <laughs> the bitch was on me. You from the you know city. What I mean? from the, the city. Was on me. I came here. Look, I had Louis Vuitton luggage. You know what I mean? I had that my shit Chanel throw off glasses. That. I had my chain on, you know, um, tall, light skin. I mean, I got that ism and all types of shit, you know what I mean? Uh, but ultimately, you know, I was trying to be the producer. You know, I was telling the producers, oh, yeah, you know what? This would be good if that happened like that. Hey, you should go over here and shit like that. They're like, oh, yeah, this nigga, just too, on me. this nigga too aware, you know? He when knows too much. They was crafty as fuck because they juiced it up, you know what I mean? As in if, oh, you yeah. know, I thought I was being picked most definitely, uh -huh. right? And it came down to that last one and and I end up not getting picked. I'm like, oh man, they got me fucked up. This is rigged. So so yeah, so I did that, you know, came off. Everybody was like, damn, you got kicked off that quick, you know, <laughs> shit like that, because I came back to the hood. But ultimately, but you, you did you did uh, get what you wanted. They put yeah. a name and a face yeah. to yeah. who you are. That, that was exactly. a good thing about yeah. it. Like, you're given the opportunity to suggest a name. And I suggested my name, you yeah. know, Million. And they stuck with it. Now, other people suggested their names, right? And they said, nah, you're going to be called Punk. You're Mr. Boston. You know, <laughs> you're Mr. Boston. You know, shit like that. See, you know, I wasn't going for that shit. Yeah. You know, I'm Million. You know what I mean? Because everybody know that I was cheesy. Yeah. I don't know why, you know, in the East Coast, cheesy is like corny. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Cheesy out here is like, man, cheesy, we man. Swabby. You know, it's swabby. Yeah. Got you know? <laughs> exactly. Like got so, so um, you know, I came home, you know, trying to get ready for uh for the premiere of that shit, you know what I mean? Ready to do my radio runs and all of these things. And in the meantime of that, you know, an incident happened, you know, on my block with, you know, uh, uh, with two friends of mine and, you know, my brother and stuff like that. And I was there and so forth. And, you know, one of my mans got killed. And, uh, you know, when somebody get killed, everybody scattered. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's time, it's time to go like type mm -hmm. shit, feel me? Um, and, and in that situation, you know, um, the people involved or the naysayers, you know, felt like I should have did something about it, you know, and I, all I did just not get in between of mm -hmm. it, you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. And, you know, 
people wanted me to, you know, to to say something about it, you know. So to force, they wanted to force my hand to tell on the person, right. you know, who actually did it, and because they were scared to to actually yeah. do it because of retaliation. Yeah. And so, since these are all my folks, they feel like shit. If we put it on you, we all stand together anyway, like type shit. So they really just cut me out the whole motherfucking thing, and I was a sacrificial lamb Damn. because you know they felt like I was supposed to do something yeah. to you know to the person who did it. You know, about a year later, uh, I, I, so when all that happened, I wasn't able to do my radio runs and all that shit because yeah. now it was like funk, like type shit. Yeah. And between that, yeah. you know, I was set up, almost killed. And I mean, my young nigga got shot in the face. I lost all my alliances, oh, you know, and I and I didn't want to get on no demon shit because I still f felt for a lot of the people, you know, involved in. Even when I got set up and almost killed, um, you know, it was really me trying to make amends and and get people to understand I had nothing to do Doing with that, yeah. you know, more so. But once they showed their hand to try to kill me and uh, and my young nigga got shot in the face, it was like, hold on, how do I play my cards at this point? Do I just go, you know, on this yeah. rampage like and, and knock this nigga down or, you know, knock this nigga down or whatever it may be type shit and keep it like that or do I just separate myself from the situation? I got a big opportunity, so I said, fuck it, I'm moving to New York. And I moved to New York for a year, you know, uh, um, I started talking with uh, Aubrey O'Day from then he came for a little minute. Nice. Uh, I started getting on a few red carpets. I had a manager, you know, out there, Damian Campbell. Shout out to Damian Campbell. You know, he was one of the first. Uh, uh, he, he was a, my image consultant, you know, just fresh off the street. Yeah. Like, I knew nothing about New York. He was getting me on these red carpets in front of these people. And it was dope as shit, you whole know. Whole lifestyle. Whole nother lifestyle, yeah. exactly. Um, so after about a year of that and, you know, figuring out the whole city of New York, you know, uh, I was feeling like, you know, coming back, you know, I had my kids over here. I was low-key back and forth. Uh, ultimately, uh, uh, came back and wanted to really make amends, man, mm -hmm. with, you know, with, with, with my people, with my block, you know, uh, however I need to. And, it, you know, I was in a mindset of almost force, you know what I mean? Like, but now... I remember the day before I went to jail, you know, I was in Monterey Seaside. That's why I got arrested at. Um, and I went to the beach, man. I had this big old blunt, man. <laughs> and I, and I was smoking a blunt. I was talking to God, you know what I mean? I was telling them, like, you know, fix this situation. However, it happens. You, you know what my mindset is mm -hmm. at and where I'm going and what I'm willing to do to fix this situation. And, uh, and he answered my prayers, you know what I mean? Because the next day, you know, um, I ended up getting into it low-key with my kid's uh, uh, grandmother over some some not, some not bullshit. Yeah. She called the police. Police came, asked for my ID, gave them my ID. You know, next thing you know, they pull out the guns and oh, say, you got a warrant for, for murder out of San Francisco. Damn. And, you know, everything that put your yeah. life on a whole nother course. Yeah, put my life on a whole nother course, man. You know, everything I learned, you know, I had to forget about because now you got to relearn, you know, mm. jail, prison yeah. and things like that. And, um, you know, I was I, I confidently, you know, went to trial and uh, amongst going to trial, you know, I ended up losing uh, after about a year and a half, uh, about a year, a year and a half in. And, you know, my mind was still set on uh on you know on, on coming home, so I never felt like I was gonna you know have life in prison, even though I was sentenced mm. to fifty to life. Um, Ooh, it was something that I was gonna you know I was gonna figure out That's one right. way or another. Yeah. That was my mindset, mm. 
And, you know, and I'm I'm definitely not the guy that's going to be telling, you know mm -hmm. what I mean, on nobody. That yeah. goes f so far against my moral code. And yeah. when I was taught, I wouldn't know how to teach my kids or be myself or who I grew up to to learn myself as if I would have told on the next man, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's not my job to necessarily do so. So in between all that, um, uh, I fought it. I fought it. You know, I had a dope-ass uh, appellate lawyer, my guy Mark Zilversmith. You know, paid him, you know, the, the last monies I had, you know, and I helped, I helped him structure exactly how we needed to fight the appeal and attack it. So, you know, I ended up getting a phone when I was in, when I was in prison, uh, you know, was able to wiggle it, you know, convince some people to, you know, get their heart right. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Don't let me just sit down like this, yeah, you know, so forth and so on. Some people did and my attorney did what he needed to do ultimately. And we worked, worked the strategy to where I ultimately got my, my uh my my case overturned and I got granted a new trial. How, um, how long are and we in the process? So uh, three three and a half years. So yeah, it took me three and a half. Oh, yeah, man. it took me three Damn. and a half years to uh to get my appeal granted. So then I came back to uh to to county right here in the city, and you know I thought like you know they not about to take me again. You know what I mean? I got convicted only what what one person said. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can you pull that off again? You feel like you could pull that off again uh, with a second try at it? And so you know I was confident Damn. at going at it, like trying to make them drop the case. Uh, I denied two attorneys because I wasn't going to waive time. And then um, you know then I met uh, these next attorneys that came in uh, by the name of Kate Chatfield and Alex Reisman. Uh, when I came in, you know, they was had these smiles on their faces and they were, you know, they were warming and they and I told them, look, I don't want to, you know, I don't, don't want to waive time. And they said, Jamal, listen, we're not going to go to trial a day later than when we're ready. Your case is going to be our number one case. We know you're innocent. Oh, man. And, and that did it for me, you know, so I waived time and it took me about a year. Uh, to, to go to trial, went to trial, and I ended up winning at my second trial. And that's now wow, how bless. further along from that point, from them three years? Oh, so that's uh, a year and a half. So we almost six years total in. Yeah, six and a half years total. Do you think getting that like initial round of like good news, because sometimes, you know, people get it pushed back. Uh, for instance, in my brother's case, we in year nine and we just started going to trial. Well, how that happens is you know, when you when you're facing a, a a charge, you're not you're ready to go to trial, but you're not ready. You know, so you have the opportunity to keep on waving time to to get yourself to ready. Get ready. And there's strategy within that. You know, some strategies is you know motherfuckers hoping that the winners die, or hoping that some type of you know something pops up that helps your case. You know, more though, are you're looking for a great deal to be offered your way, and you know. Sitting in county is one thing. Once you get comfortable, you knock out those years. You know what I mean? You're in county. But once you hit the penitentiary, you either took a deal or you got life in prison, you mm -hmm. know? And that's typically, you know, the uh, the scenario. So uh, I, I don't witness people do, you know, nine years in county because they didn't want to go see the pen. Either they was, you know, scared, unfamiliar of the pen, and they knew, you know, you do nine years, they say, come with an offer. Hey, look, just take this 12 years. Shit, you only got about another year to do. Hold on, hold on. I've been away for a while now. Hold on, hold on. I've been away for a while now. Sabe. Hold on, sabe. Hold on, sabe. Hold on, sabe. Hold on, hold on. I've been away for a while now. Hold on, hold on. I've 
I've been away for a while now. Hold on, sabe. Hold on, sabe. Hold on, sabe. Hold on, sabe. What about the person that you met inside? The one that said that they they came to you. Yeah, they heard Jerome your name. Oliver. Yeah, yeah, man. My my uh, my my guy Oliver Barcenas, man. That the my 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 angel, man. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, so Oliver Barcenas, when um, before right after I lost my first trial, I was sitting in county jail uh, in a, in a twelve man tank. Uh, I went to I went to uh, uh, this church service. And the church service uh, ended. I came back and this Latino guy came up and he was like, hey, uh, is your last name True Love? And I was like, yeah, that's my last name. He said, man, did you go to jail like in uh, 2007 or something like that? I said, nah, but that's when my case happened. And he was like, yeah, I remember being at Ingleside Station and I heard, uh, you know, this detective, you know, pressing this Samoan lady saying something about, you know, something that started with a J True Love. And then when I was just in uh, San Bruno, I read the newspaper and your name triggered that that memory. Wow. Uh, so I'm just trying to figure out. I'm like, God what damn. So he ended up being at the police station at the exact same time when my name is being That's said, right. when they're asking her, was it me? And her saying no. no. Oh my and goodness. records show that she never blamed me that first yeah. day. She didn't blame me until two days later when the police pulled up to her job and kind of like pressed her, yeah. you know, on like making an identification. And even when she did, she said, you know, that looks like the person that could have. Mm. You know, uh, shot X, Y, and Z. My my boy, Cell Kuka, man. R.I.P. My guy, Cell, man. That was one of my good friends, man. You know, uh, in general, uh, you know, no love lost to you know his family. You know, and and, and everybody you know involved. You know what I mean, I'm I'm at peace with with everything. I just hope that everybody else is at peace as well. Um, but so so I'm like, yo, can you? Can you uh, testify for me in my retrial motion? Because I'm convicted. I'm not sentenced yet. Mm-hmm. And uh, and on some real nigga shit, he like, yeah, you know, but, you know, he had his worries mm-hmm. because, you know, he was he was locked in, you know, with, uh, you know, uh, he, he was a member. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. He was a member and, you know, he had to make sure he got that OK, yeah. you know, with, with, you know, with other members on some shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because. The perception anytime you get on the stand, you oh, snitching, yeah. you know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. But um in, in this case, it was him, you know, telling the truth that will ultimately liberate, you know what I mean, Such my situation, you yeah. know what I mean, could set me free. Yeah. And and he did the realest shit, you know what I mean? So he got up on the stand and and basically, you know, he wrote down the whole diagram of what the station looked like. We did the research. It says that he was there at the exact same time. Man. All of these things. So there's no way that they could say that this is that he fault, made it that, up. That he made it up because yeah. he was there. All he did was yeah. tell now, they could try to argue that, but what the DA did was attack his, you know, credibility. Uh, yeah, his credibility because he was, you know, he was involved. And then they try to say that he was doing something for the black 
blacks, you know what I mean, for prison and stuff like that. But he ain't never hit prison not one time. He on his way, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I ain't never been to prison. So they spitballed this whole ass reason and the oh, judge kind of agreed with the DA and then had her own opinion, almost saying that she believed the witness, right? Which fucked her up later <laughs> on as well. Man. So, you know, Oliver ended up, uh, you know, going. So I ended up getting sentenced and um, Oliver ended up going to... Um, uh, to do his time, he did about about uh, uh, 18 months. And when he came home, within 90 days of him coming home, he gets shot Damn. by the SFPD. Oh, wow. He had a gun on him. Man. You know what I mean? And he survived it. Man. Right? So I'm in jail when this is happening. He ends up getting sentenced to three years in prison. Um, so... Fast forward to the end of me coming about to uh, go to trial. We were going to use him, but our strategy said it wasn't meant for us to use him because he couldn't prove a fact. So we didn't run with it. Uh, so when uh, when I went to trial and I won, I instantly knew he wasn't meant for this trial. And yeah. we're going to get to that, right? He wasn't meant for this trial. Uh, so I won. I came home. Around nine months after me coming home, he ends up coming home as well. So he came home, you know, and he had a good head on his shoulders, you know, type shit. And, you know, I told him, like, yo, you know, I'm filing this lawsuit, you know, against the city. I'm suing him. I got the best attorneys in the, uh, in, in the game. You know what I mean? And you, and you were meant to testify in this yeah. case. That's why I met you. Yeah. Right? Definitely. That, that's what you said. You had just came out of church that's service, crazy too. That's service out of universe, right? Yeah, exactly. And I was just in church and the, the angel just bam. You know Definitely. what I mean? You can't make this shit up. And um, wow. so uh uh he like, yeah, he rocking with it. So I don't go to trial for about about uh my civil trial for about three and a half years. About time I go to trial, he's off parole. He's working, he's doing good, all the shit. So we go to trial, he testifies. um, uh, He testified in my my civil suit because I sued the uh, SFPD for framing me. Mm -hmm. And and at the end of the trial, I won, right? I won and he played a big part in that, you know, because, you know, he didn't didn't seem, and he didn't look like a gangster. Know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't. He didn't come off that way. He was very clear of his memory and all of these things, right? And uh, so after I won, uh, sixty-seven days after <clears throat> I won, he shot again by the SFPD. Oh my goodness! Wow. See, that's the story they don't want to put together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's gonna be the big boom when this comes come out, out later, yeah. right? Mm. I've talked about this before mm. on other platforms, yeah. right? And don't nobody want to dive into like connecting that. But if you connect that, if I was framed by the police and I was able to prove it, what do you think that this was? And the second time he had a gun on him, right? And they, 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 he did have a gun One of the on, key right? people to help you prove your innocence get shot. Right. Which also shows a broad red spank of what's going, what's really been going After on. After both times he testified, he gets shot. What's the coincidence? Right. Only time he's ever been shot is by the police. <laughs> right? Supposed so to be, supposed to be when you think member. about, yeah. you know, conspiracy, right? Um, 
because my case was a conspiracy, you know what I mean, at the beginning until, you know, uh, I win my civil suit. And even then, you know, to, to some people, it's still a conspiracy. They don't want to believe <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, the facts. You got to right? believe because facts. They're not, they're, because they're not being charged criminally. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, whatever, you know what I mean? You you won on this one type shit, whatever it may Man. be. But what I know when I was coming up, I, I know of a such thing called a drop gun. Mm-hmm. Right. When they chip the gun, they'll give it to a dolphin. They'll make sure that that gun gets on you. Mm. And once that gun gets on you, you know what I mean? They, they'll find they'll a time find to you. track you yeah. down and know exactly what they're going to do. And, you know, in his case, that's exactly what happened. Because, I mean, the, the, the footage, you know, you could look up and actually see is public information. Mm. The police literally rolled up, you know, um, uh, quiet. Nothing being said in the car. On the day the Warriors won the first championship. Wow. Right? Very quiet. What a perfect opportunity. Right? Uh, uh, Right off of fucking Broadway. Right? Where everybody's out. Right? And hop out and get on him and his friends about having one open beer container. Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, they know in their head, right? Because this is me. It's, you know. I went to school for psychology. This is what some shit like, if I was on some shit like that, what I would be doing. So it's a lot of psychology in this. They know that if he runs, they're going to kill him because they know he has the gun on him. Or if not, then he's going to go to jail for that gun, which is going to get him a second second strike strike. that's going to lock him up for a whole lot of time, right? That's the games they play, So, he, you know, and what he did in that case, he booked it. And as soon as he booked it, instantly the officer is already going like this for his gun or whatever right now. He's running with his gun. Now, when he's chasing Oliver... He can't see in front of Oliver. Mm-hmm. Yes, Oliver is grabbing something. You know, yeah. I, I would say he could see that he's, you know, grabbing something. Uh, he could be grabbing dope or yeah, he could be yeah, trying yeah. to pull up his pants, pants, right? Yeah. So before he can even throw the gun, before the police can even see the yeah. gun, he goes, bah, 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 oh. get out, bah, bah, and stand on top of him and bah. Damn. He shoot him a whole Seven times. Three times when he was already on the floor. That's ridiculous. And then he like, oh, oh. He had a gun on him, right? And this is where the officer fucked up, right? He was talking, he was like, yeah, it was like a it was like a Mac. (laughs) Right? But look. You can see that. It it wasn't a Mac, right? You know what was a Mac? The first gun of the first shooting. Wow. This was just a handgun. Oh, it was an uproar here in San Francisco. It was an uproar both times. Know what I mean? Latino kid shot by the SFPD. Yeah, 100%. It was so big of a story. How a story that big shot twice by the police isn't connected to the main person that it should be connected to who he testified against the police two times and shot two times and he still survived. Wow, he whoa. He still survived. Wow. Went to jail. He's still in jail right now. He should be Damn. coming home soon. But and he sued. Man, I, I I was so pissed, you know, cause my civil attorneys, I wanted them to to, you know, to uh to take his case. 
Yeah. I don't give a fuck if you think you're gonna lose or win. Take the case. Yeah, yeah. Be out there. Make that connection yeah. to my case. Yeah. Take the case. Almost pay for it. You know what I mean? Just because I know strategy. Yeah. Now in, in civil court, it's a preponderance of evidence. If they believe you a little bit more than they believe them, mm -hmm. then you must agree with them. Yeah. Right? Now in criminal court, it's beyond a reasonable doubt. Yeah. You know what I mean? So uh, it, everything has a little bit of doubt, but it has to be beyond a reasonable yeah. doubt. But this is just a point of preponderance. But he doesn't take, you know, they didn't take the case. Damn. He did sue uh, and, you know, ended up settling for like like $200,000 oh, wow, and some shit man. like that, man. And, you know, I mean, I get it. He's in jail. I, I don't have no communication. I yeah. still haven't had no communication with him. In between all of that, you know, so obviously, so I won, you know, my civil case, uh, and I, um, and I won, I was awarded $10 million, right? So that's how that's 10 million million went from million to 10 million million. And I changed my name yeah. right there, you know, on the Sana G show in the morning. And it's something that I didn't change because I was just, mil I was still million, but yeah, everybody yeah. started calling me 10 million million. <laughs> and it's like, mm -hmm. uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm rocking with yeah, that. Man. Man. You know, if yeah. I got to run with it. So we know all about the money, you know, all that shit eventually gravitated. You have to go through a little more extra steps and everything. But what did you do when you first got home? Firstly free, like finally done with this nightmare. Had 50 to life, spun the narrative, mm. you're out. You Having some success, this, yeah. losing that, Beat the case, trying whatever. to get back on track. When I first came home, you know, shit was kind of foreign. You know, I've, I've been in jail for like for forever, mm. you know. But I was still feeling like, you know, I was 23. I mean, you go, you, you know, you go to jail, you do two days and you go to jail. Day you go in, day you come home. Yeah. So I came home. Time with, just stands still while you're in time there. Time stands still. You know, you are that same person, you know, uh, of, of who you were, who you remember from day one. You know, so I came home uh, and I knew that, you know, I couldn't go back to um, being who I was because at that point, you know, um, you know, I could land myself back in jail for maybe something I did do, you know, type shit. And, you know, it was my perfect opportunity to escape, you know, the turmoil and, you know, hood politics and all of these things. Because, you know, for one, you know, I kept it a buck. And I mean, everybody in the whole city knew that. Everybody knew my story. Everybody knew who I was. Right. Everybody. My, my street credit was all the way intact. Right. And uh, and I didn't need to fuck with niggas on the block because niggas didn't rock with me like that. And I mean, and whatever it may be, you know, and everybody got their they reasons. So the next thing I could think of is like, you know, let me chime into where, you know, I had uh, genuine love at. And I mean, I was, you know, United Players with Rudy Corpus. Uh, and, you know, uh, so I chimed in with Rudy. Uh, and, you know, told him like, you know, and we, we just always just chop game, man. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, you know, I, I want to do the shit I feel inside. The shit we feel inside when we give that kid that dollar and tell him stay in school. We really mean that. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to act that out, you know. Come so space. So th that's where my mindset was at. And uh, and I knew that I was going to sue. Uh, so I knew I couldn't get myself into too much of nothing, you know. Uh, squeaky clean. Though, yeah, squeaky clean. I mean, though, you know, I dibbled and dabbled into things because that was all I knew to a degree. And the nine to five wasn't just the best, you know, um, 
wasn't supporting the things that I felt like I was supposed to have because of what my past life was and what I had then. Um, But I had a good friend, my my guy Nietzsche, you know what I mean? Jeremiah, you know, free my nigga Nietzsche, you know what I mean? He in jail right now. Hopefully he coming home soon. He will be coming home soon, about three years or whatever. You know, he was able to hold me up, you know, uh, uh, and made me still feel like I was that million type nigga, you know, through the things that, um, the, the things that I was, you know, going for. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I made sure I, I use my voice. I use my story. I use my voice to uh, impact the youth. Uh, I volunteer at UP for about four months uh, until, Sorry. you know, Rudy gave me a job. I started working there and I started being the I voice know. of the people, you know, of the, of the projects and of the hood. And, and then um, I learned that a kid... I'm over here dealing with all these kids and I learned that a kid leaving out of the third grade to the fourth grade who can't read to a third grade average, 85% of them go to prison. So that fucked me up. I I didn't have my GED. So I said, man, how am I going to be able to teach these kids and I don't go act on some of the things that I'm telling them to do? So I went ahead and, uh, you know, went and took my GED. I passed every test on the first try. I, dro- I dropped out in the 10th grade and barely did anything in the ninth sure. or the eighth or the seventh, you know, and, and that taught me a lot. Like, you know, it wasn't about school wasn't going to turn me into who I, who yeah, I am. But I didn't discover that until after I got my GED and there was this program up at state where if you do two years or more in prison, then you get the, you know, they'll give you a trial for a free scholarship, but you have to, you have to uh, start at one class a semester. If you do good, then the, uh, the next semester you get two classes. Okay. And, like as so and as long as you keep on excelling, you know, it could build you to ultimate, um, you know, uh, ultimate uh, full, full ride, yeah. you know? So uh, I took uh, uh, psychology, black psychology and Africana studies. Uh, you know, uh, my professor, Professor Flannery, shout out Professor Flannery, right? You know, uh, she opened my eyes to a lot of things that, that I felt and I thought, but it was never put into context. And in that one semester, you know, I'm, I'm working at UP and I'm going to school and I'm doing it like very condensed reading and noting the day before I go to class. And then the next day at class, I know everything. So at the end of this semester, I ended up being at the top of the class. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, once I knew that school wasn't going to turn me into who I was ultimately going to be, right? Because what I learned, it was like, listen, I dialed back, you know, and I came up with this philosophy. My philosophy is, you know, knowing your past could better predict your future yeah, than planning for right. it. That's right. Deep. And when I dialed back in my past, the only times I made these mistakes is when I ran off of what somebody else was pitching or somebody mm. else's plan. But when I when when I had my made my decisions and, 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 and broke things down the way that I seen them, shit was successful. Mm. Or even if I failed, it never put me in a detrimental situation to where I couldn't get out of it, you know. So uh, I, I took on the energy of, you know, uh, manifestation. I'm right. a manifest my destiny. I believe that and shit. Like you stayed in your lane and this I, was your catalyst to get yeah, to where you were headed. And, and once I did that, I went to UP and Rudy was like, uh, like once I made that decision the next day, like once it all went through my mind the next day, 
I was going to the store. Now, mind you, I'm in the midst of uh, of suing the mm -hmm. police. Yeah. And um, I'm going to the store and I run into Rudy. He coming back from the store. He like, uh, like, man, what you doing, man? I'm like, shit, about to go to the store real quick before I start work. He like, shit, you better hurry up and get up in there. These motherfuckers shooting a movie and they come and get the kids for this rock scene and shit like that. It's some like last black man or some shit wow. like that. Wow. Man, I'm like, for real? <laughs> I said, shit, man. And I went up in there and I'm, you know, I play my cool. I'm like, yo, what's up? Y'all got any roles? Yeah. Oh, man, you know, I act. Uh -huh. And they was, uh, <laughs> they was like, oh. in there, like, you know, I get down. Yeah, yeah, they, they was like, how long? Uh, I, well, how long you been acting for, Jamal? And I said, shit, I've been acting my all my life, life. trying to fit in a city that I that I stand out in. Right? They said, damn, that was a good one. Yeah. Right? So they ended up, um, you know, giving me a, a a script and said, you know, take ten minutes, come back and read. Uh, so I took ten minutes. And I'm like, you know, I got to memorize this yeah. shit, so I don't got to look at the paper yeah, type yeah. shit. And I mean, let them knock them when they do it. Down. And um, and I didn't get it fully, you know what I mean? But I came back and I paraphrased and I, I kind of made it into my own. But within their dialogue, to a degree, that was like, you know. Uh, Sometimes that could be a total like. It is death. because well, I, I broke it down to what how it really should be said. How yeah. I would say it. As how a, you would say it. What are your words? Right? Exactly. Well, what's funny is when you said earlier, you know, with your last name being True Love, how, you know, kind of get. People in the hood where you live, they're like, oh, you punk, blah, blah, blah. And that's kind of yeah. how your character Kofi was, you know, exactly. how they were talking to him. The, the character <laughs> bleeded out to exactly like my struggles of being, you know, um, of, of being that, that one nigga that battling between fitting in with these demons yeah. and being cool, cool with, with the, the nerds. nerds. Yeah, yeah. You know what I exactly. mean? And and that's a that's a dangerous place to be that's in. Totally I was in that life. dangerous place. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of people will be in that dangerous place and some of them end up like my character Kofi. So uh, when I did the initial audition, week later they called me back, week later they called me back and that's when, the first time they called me back is when I officially met Gunna. Wow. Okay. You know, and then uh, I eventually met Stunner the next time, and they was already kind of powwowing just, but now we was all on our separate journey yeah. trying to get this role, mm -hmm. right, in this movie. Ooh, yeah. You Lock know, we didn't know, like. So originally you guys are all fighting for one role? For the same no, role? Or, no, oh, okay. All just all, all trying to get in this movie. All different characters. Just all trying to get in this project. All trying to get on, you know? And, you know, it was. It was it was unique because yeah. you got you know me from Sunnydale, you got them from you know from from oh, Filmo, yeah. you know, which is a real unheard of because there's a lot of politics in my here. It's a lot of politics, it's a lot of generational shit. Yeah. That's yeah. the universe yeah. working. Man, hours that can't be touched. Yeah. But it's crazy that you guys do commence in this film, and I just thought that was unique because that I I thought you guys knew each other beforehand too until you just broke that down. No, -uh. I talked with Gunner one time when I was in jail. I heard his music because I was in jail with um with one of his best friends, my nigga Ron Rogue, man. Mm -hmm. Free my nigga Ron Rogue. I'm mm -hmm. helping getting him home right now because he's an innocent man in jail right now. Yeah. Uh, but I talked to uh uh to to Gunner one time when I was in jail, you know. Film on nigga, know what yeah. I mean? Eye patch, you know, yeah. some tough shit. Yeah. Like, are you rapping? All right, cool, you know, so that's kind of like what that was or whatever. And we used to, like, like, 
beef back in the day. Mm. You know, not me specifically yeah. with, you know, with Gunner, but just like, you know, Filmo yeah, and Sunnydale, yeah, you know, Black, yeah. Black, uh, Black Fridays, you know yeah. what I mean? That's 49ers, Seahawks all yeah. day, baby. <laughs> you know, we, we, we yeah, you know, our, our sides used to fight before it got to anything, you know, shooting and shit like that. You know, we used to meet up. We had a big old brawl on one, one of these Halloweens in, in the park uh, at Civic Center one time, time. man. It was fucking nuts. Yeah. And, um, but it was it was it was unique when we got in that space because it wasn't you know we peeped each other out just in general all of us mm -hmm. right and we trying to fit in but we was communicative right yeah. he knew how to he knew how to talk right yeah. Stunner knew how to talk and you know I'm a talkative person myself right and we you know and we instantly clicked like we gonna get this role <coughs> these roles and we gonna excel you know what I mean and that that was the main focus that man and, manifestation yeah right the manifestation we manifested it and we got the roles but you know, to be honest we didn't think it was going to be as big because we hear Tashina Arnold Mike yeah. Epps Danny Glover Man. we hear all of these big names yeah. right and then it's like even oh, even uh, Jonathan Jonathan Majors Jonathan Majors I didn't know nothing I mean, about Jonathan Majors at the time yeah. right and even still when I uh, and that's another story I'll tell you <laughs> exactly. even Jimmy Jimmy too yeah. and Jimmy I, I met Jimmy first Jimmy and Joe they were the ones that was at United Players and um you know, so when so when we when we officially got the role, it was like man, super dope. Yeah. And you know, we we kind of communicated a little bit, but once it came down to getting on that scene, you know, that's when we really just jailed in. Yeah. You know, we, we jailed in. So once I got the role, right? This and this is the universe, man. Yeah, I got the really. role, and then the day after I got the role. The next day, I won my civil case. Yes, oh, yo, man. We got you know so what I mean? That's a chip. I got like a shot of that Reese Reed a little, but that's chip. Yeah, that's what's up, yeah. man. Terrified from past visions that you witness in life. You know, karma and shit, bitch, in the heat of the night. No armor, but you got it for defending your rights. And you got a right to live a life you didn't decide. Shoot first, like the devil pulled the trigger for God. If everything is meant to be, then shit, you better your eyes. What's the mind? Of a nigga growing up in the slums Post-slavery, Lavelle mixing, holding a gun Have you ever lost a family member locked in a box? Best friend turned a dope fiend, chasing a high These are everyday stories when you come from the block Tribulations of a young nigga that come from the hood Who's to say you the one to blame for who you become? When you ain't proud of the journey, but the journey is him And you should never let somebody tell you you ain't the one Put your middle finger up like Machiavelli to die to say Have you ever loved somebody? Love yourself.